You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to episode 27 of Untapped Keg. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with former Wisconsin Badger running back and legend, Monte Ball. <laughs> How you doing there, famous guy? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. I don't know about all that, but but I... I'm I'm thrilled. I mean, let's just be real. We got our we got football back. We got football back. How about yourself? How you doing? Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to believe. It's going into this weekend didn't or well Thursday did not feel like it was gonna be. It's that time of year, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just it doesn't feel like September. See, I I differ. I I have a different opinion on that uh for me it it just feels like football weather outside it feels like the fall it feels like you know it's rainy out there it's gloomy it's cloudy it's i'm like good gosh this is football weather um but i don't know you know i'm just just excited that it's here but before we get into you know the football talk and all that exciting stuff um you know, we obviously want to mention something that kind of shocked the world. Um, we lost a legend, that being Chadwick Bozeman, um, back on the 28th of August. And, uh, man, that's that's obviously, uh, you know, prayers for sure. We're thinking about his, his family, his loved ones, his close ones. Um, and, man, it's just tough, man. That was tough news. Tough news. I mean, I think it just goes to show you, man. And uh, and obviously, for those who may not be aware, um, so Chadwick Boseman, who is the star of Black Panther, he's the actual actor, Black Panther, T'Challa, uh, passed away from stage four colon cancer. And uh, honestly, it's just remarkable how he battled through all of that while he was filming four or five movies and kind of... Uh, you know, kept it under wraps. So I think, you know, it just really goes to show the world. Hopefully it was a huge message to the world that treat people with kindness. You know, you have no idea what someone's going through. Um, And I think that that goes with everything. Obviously with this in particular situation, an individual was dealing with stage three and four of, of colon cancer. Um, and, you know, you have individuals who you may come across who may be dealing with an addiction that you don't know about or dealing with, I mean, they may have lost a loved one that you don't know about. So I think this just kind of goes with what we preach here at Untapped Keg, which is just to just to be kind, be kind to people. You have no idea what someone's going through. Yeah, that's a good point. I, you know, this happened a couple weeks ago and, um, we were hoping to touch on it then, but kind of never really got to it. So, yeah, it was important for us to get this in to talk about it because I remember you sent that text and I didn't believe it. I looked it right. up and it's like. Man, I was sitting uh, I was sitting next to my parents and uh, I can't remember what we were doing, but, uh, you know, I'm just scrolling through. So, I mean, I use Instagram for 
you know, just to look at pictures, just to, when I'm bored, I go to Facebook to check out what my family's up to. That'd be my grandmother, my uncle, my cousins, but I go to Twitter, you know, for news. So, you know, I just hop on Twitter and obviously it's all over the place. And I was just like, there's no way this is true. And then I saw that it was from some, some credible sources. And I was like, Jesus, there's no way. And, and it was true. So players up for Chadwick, man. I, th- I think it's obviously a life taken too soon. His career was really taken off big time. And um, again, it's just sad, sad that that's happened. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when you think about him, um, pretty much every role he took was iconic. It ended up being iconic. Uh, right. I think the first thing I can remember seeing him in, like, i pretty sure I've seen him before it, but I just never, he wasn't the starring role, but 42 hmm. he portrayed Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really good movie, and he did a phenomenal job. Um. Then you know he took on the first uh, first black Supreme Court justice and Third mm-hmm. Good Marshal movie's just called Marshall. Yep. Uh, yep. It seemed like every role he took, the movie just resonated with people, and he was really good in it. He was awe inspiring. Like to yeah, and I, I you know I remember him um, at an awards show. Like I don't know, probably a year and a half, two years after Black Panther came out, it seemed like he was really tired, and uh, you know they were giving him the Wakanda Forever salute, the X with the arms, and like he did it, but kind of half-heartedly, and it was mm-hmm. like, huh, I he seems tired already. That I'm like, that sucks because he's really good, but that probably means he's gonna step down from the role. A little did we know that he filmed all the Marvel movies after he found out that he had um, colon cancer. So, Man, can you imagine doing some of those scenes like while, while going through chemo? I can't imagine trying to keep body weight. Mm-hmm. Just trying to keep the muscle mass, trying to keep in good shape and then let alone having to film the scenes like exactly it's unreal man man and nobody knew about it nobody except for his closest family Mm Hmm. yep so that's just so that's kind of the message yeah that i wanted to share here is just to be kind be kind to people be kind of you have no idea um what someone may be going through so kind of wanted to share that message with everyone. And again, um, we're thinking about Chadwick's family. Um, we appreciate all that Chadwick has done um, on and off the screen. And uh, he's most definitely an inspiration. So we thank you, Chadwick. Absolutely. But yeah, man. So back to what we were chatting about, football, huh? It's Sunday. It's the first Sunday. <laughs> it is, man. It is. So I want to talk about the. Uh, I want to talk about that Texans Chiefs game. Quite a showing for the Chiefs. Obviously, not so much the Texans, but which which is surprising. I mean, yeah, it's the Chiefs. You know, 
Patrick Mahomes has every single weapon imaginable around him. It's amazing uh, what <laughs> the Chiefs have done for Patrick Mahomes compared right? to what the Packers, Packers have done for <laughs> Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I was waiting for that. <laughs> what did the Saints do for Drew Brees? Okay, I'm getting on a rant. I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's true. No, keep it going. I think it's a good conversation. I I I don't think it's rocket science to to place weapons around a dual threat quarterback. And I would even say, I would even say uh, Aaron in his prime. I mean, he's still he's still up there, but obviously he's getting older. Um, he's not as mobile with his feet as he used to be, but I mean, I'm just saying he's a dual threat quarterback in a sense, and I can't believe they didn't put any weapons around him. It's not rocket science. Well, apparently it is because this is the second GM that has decided that Aaron Rodgers doesn't need weapons because he's elite. So he makes everybody elite around him. He's, you know, he's hall of famer. So he makes everybody else, you know, go from good to great great to legendary like i'm you know that's what everybody always said like brett Favre has weapons but look at what happened when those weapons moved on right what did they do on other teams like that show goes to show you maybe they were perfect for the system but they may not have been you know great players they might have been perfectly fine like good and i'm not saying you know, if you're in the NFL, you're an amazing athlete. And, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that you don't deserve to be there. But what I am saying is, like, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver the Packers have had since Sterling Sharp. And I've said that since his second year when everybody was dogging him and people wanted him cut. Um, you could see it as a rookie. You could see it in the second year. Jordy Nelson was really, really good, but... I don't know how Jordy would have done on another team. I mean, we saw it for a year with the Raiders, but you just, you get all these, you know, the, these players that are putting up great numbers with Aaron and then they move on and they just don't do anything. It, they had a chance to take some elite talent and they just don't do it ever. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating from a fan standpoint. It's got to be. It's got to be because just like you said, I mean, you. You see other teams who have quarterbacks um, uh, at that level, and you know that's it. Almost appears as if that that's the first thing that they want to do is okay, let's get him some weapons, and 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 yeah, and that's why I I, I you know wanted to talk about the Chiefs Texans game because yeah, obviously we we knew who was going to come out with a victory this game. We knew it. We knew it was going to be the Chiefs. I didn't believe it was going to be you know, that great of a beating. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you took the Chiefs plus nine and a half. And I was I like, did. oh, I You're got right. this. This is going to be easy. <laughs> I did. Little did I know. <laughs> Which is crazy, huh? The Texans got some weapons on offense. Obviously, with Deshaun Watson, he's a freak athlete. And then Johnson, uh, which one? Was it Duke David. or David? That's right. David was playing well. And then they stopped giving them the ball. I think he had, what, 77 yards on, like, 10 carries or something like that, and they just stopped giving them the ball. Yeah, 11 for 77. I'm like, what are you doing? Apparently, in order to beat the Chiefs, you want to get into a shootout. And uh, 
let Mahomes back on the field as quickly as possible. Right. That goes to show you that their their game plan was not correct. You do not it's when you're playing a team like the Chiefs, it's all about time of possession. You do not want to give the ball back to the Chiefs. You want to eat the clock, eat the clock, run the ball, keep possession of the ball, maybe go down, kick three or score score six or seven, however you want to do it. So it's just they were going in a shootout against a team who can score from anywhere on the field with any play in their playbook. And And, I I just don't understand that. And I, you know, one thing that is crazy to me is, you know, with all the, all the contracts on the offensive side of the ball, that the Mm. chief's defense is as good as it is. Like. So true. They got a lot of money on the offensive side. (laughs) Yeah. But then they sign players, you know, to extensions on the defensive side and their defense is, it's better than serviceable. Like. Yeah, that's something the Packers, you know, have struggled with. But when the Packers haven't made the Super Bowl, not because their offense hasn't produced, it's because their defense has been so poor. Mm-hmm. But it seems yep. like every every other team with a big money quarterback can figure out how to build the defense, but the Packers. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's scouting. They need to just completely revamp their scouting department on the defensive side of the ball or what. But right, I'll even give it to the the Steelers. I mean, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is, has. You know he's still a quarterback that you got to watch out for um, when you're playing against him. Um, still, still, a, still a great quarterback. Um, but uh, but what I'm getting at is they they're they're doing it. Meaning they they know how to you know get players on defense still, especially with you know the amount that Roethlisberger is making. Um, they got that. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm I bring up the Steelers because I'm obviously you know I'm excited to see how they're going to play. Uh, I think they got the Patriots today. I think it is. No, Patriots have the Dolphins. Patriots, Patriots uh, Dolphins. The Steelers got oh Giants. I think that sounds right. I think they got the Giants today. Yes, I can't remember. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Surprisingly, I'm excited to watch how they're going to play because who do they got? What's that linebacker's name on their defense from Michigan? Ah, uh, from man, Michigan, Devin Bush. That's right. Yep. Is it really? Devin Bush. Yeah, Devin Bush. Yeah, he's with the Steelers. Devin Bush. Yeah, and I'm excited just to watch how he played. I think, oh man, I think he got injured last year or something. I'm not sure. I can't remember much, but I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to watch how Devin Bush is going to play, just because I love the way that he he's very fast laterally. But long story short, what I'm getting at is, I'm pretty much echoing what you're saying. Other teams know how to do it. They know how to get the big time quarterback, but still let's build our defense as well. But I don't know what the Packers are doing. Nobody <laughs> just knows. Don't understand it. Oh, so let's go ahead and talk about my Broncos. You know, that's the thing, though, with with the Steelers (laughs) before we move on. Minka Fitzpatrick, who is one of the best defensive backs in the league, was available last year, and the Steelers were aggressive to get him. And he, they didn't need a corner, but he solidified that secondary and made their defense to an elite level. I mean, that's something that the Packers just don't do is they aren't aggressive in getting proven veterans. And that's true, actually. I that's, thought about that. That's what is frustrating. You know, they're they're pretty good at drafting. Um, they're pretty good at finding talent, especially in the second to, you know, seventh rounds. And honestly, mm-hmm. they always have an undrafted free agent that contributes. 
but they right. cannot, they are not. And that did change on free agency when they signed, you know, Preston Smith and Zadaria Smith. But they, if they would have got Minka Fitzpatrick, man, that defense would have been just, I don't, I, it's, oh, that would have been so nasty. So see, nasty. It, <laughs> here's my thing about being a Packers fan, which I'm speaking about you because I'm a Broncos fan. But if I was a Packers fan, I would be, Okay, we have the Browns, right? Browns fans aren't waking up and like, okay, we may have a chance. No, they pretty much know they, they kind of don't have a chance. Bengals and Browns. Browns, I don't know. But with the Packers, it's like you guys are like right there. And it seems like it's been the case for the last four years, maybe three years. You guys have been right there, a couple draft picks away, a couple trades away, a couple, I don't know, like An you said, not making aggressive decisions. Away. <laughs> right. Like, you guys are always right there from just becoming that team. And they just always miss the ball, drop the ball on something, drop the ball on, like you said, not going for an aggressive vet. Not not going aggressively to get a vet, not picking the right players, maybe or having some questionable picks in the draft, or not getting players around, or at least one player around um, Aaron <clears throat> Rodgers, or getting a stud on defense. It's like you, you guys are right there, and I just don't understand it. I mean, I, I don't get it. Insert <laughs> Wisconsin sport here. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes it's frustrating i i get excited until it comes to the playoffs and then i just i don't let my hopes get up anymore they've been dashed too much but yeah it's just like i said it is frustrating it seemed like every free agent um on the offensive side that they've signed hasn't worked out seems mm-hmm. like well that's that's not completely true because on the offensive line it works out just fine but um that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's just every free agent defensive signing ends up not working out. It seems like, you know, like haha Clinton Dix seemed like he was going to be the best safety in the league for a while, and then he signed that deal, and now he got cut by his fourth team in two years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Unfortunately, he's on his way out. Yeah, it's just I don't. It is. It is what it is. We'll, we'll see what All this right. year brings, but. I'll be, I'll be hopeful uh, then playoff time will come and I'll be like, I'm just waiting for that shoe to drop. <laughs> well, Broncos fans already got a nice punch to the gut. Again, this happened last Ooh. year too. Mm. A nice little gut shot with Von Miller. Um, In practice. In practice, the last not, not play a game. of practice. Not a game. Practice. Last play of practice, non-contact. Um, I forgot what it's <clears throat> the actual verbiage is of the diagnosis or whatever, but long story short, I guess his, one of his tendons in his ankle kind of rolled over his ankle bone or something like that. Yeah, that's his the way. His heel bone or something. And so it requires surgery in the recovery time. In a on a fast track is like four months, <laughs> so he's looking like he'll be out for the season, um, unfortunately. And, and and 
Yeah, and that's just sad for obviously it's sad for Vaughn because um, he's the leader of the team. He's the one that makes that defense go, and he, I think this was his tenth season, so a big year for him, and it's just unfortunate. Um, so most definitely thinking about you, Vaughn. We're thinking about you, um, but man, it just also sucks for you know obviously his teammates, his coaches, and the fans. Man, I was looking forward to watching them ball out, being a leader for this team, and. I don't know, man. I don't know. I like I'm a Broncos fan for sure. But again, I'll say it and I'll be the first to say it. I'm not really sold yet on Drew Locke. Um, I'm not. But uh, but John Elway has such a you know really good track record <laughs> with quarterbacks. My gosh, it's been it's been miss, miss, miss since Peyton. Um, but it's, you know, obviously we got Melvin Gordon over there. We got Philip Lindsay still, which they've been named as co-starters, which they typically do that for running backs coming into the season where it's, it's, Hey, it's up for grabs. Who's going to be the starter. We're just going to start somebody, of course, because somebody has to start, but it's split carries and whoever plays the best is going to become the starter. Um, I well, was used to like it when I was like that. This is. The NFL is so weird this year, and this is part of the reason with like preseason and fantasy mm. and all this. Right. You don't know how any of the young players are going to be used. You don't know how anybody looked in practices, really. You don't know how right. they looked. Nobody knows how they're going to do in the game. I mean, I'm sure that Chiefs-Texans game, it was sloppy. I mean, it was a good game and everything, but there was some slop. Like, you of know, course. The, of course. The, it's scary to think that the Chiefs put up, you know, what was it, 34 points, and it was not a good night for their offense. Like, right. <laughs> you know, to not have a good night and put up 34 points, that's ridiculous. But, you know, I think the Texans' defense is going to be better than what they showed in that first game. I think the first four weeks, we as fans have to be careful because it's not going to tell you what mm. a team truly is. True. Like that fifth, sixth week, you can really right. start to see. That's what kind of stinks this year for the Packers. I'm always going to bring it back to the Packers. I'm sorry. But they have a <laughs> they have a buy in the fifth week. It's like that's the worst time to have a buy. But at the same time, that's a time to restart because there's still enough time to be able to, you know, make a run at it. Right. So, but, yeah, that's, right. you know, with, with fantasy – you know, like uh, J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore, um, uh, DeAndre Swift in Detroit. You don't really know what rookie running back is going to take off. Like Philip Lindsay's rookie year. I mean, nobody knew about Philip Lindsay. Like there were rumblings. Hey, take just keep an eye on this kid. He might end up being okay. And he balled out. And then <laughs> after that first week, you know, he was the the hottest pickup. Yep. So. So since a perfect transition, we're talking about rookie running backs. Oh, my fantasy team that you uh, say that I embarrassed you on. Um, you you know that I have. You know that I have Edwards Alaire on my team. Okay. <laughs> How'd you get Edwards Alaire? And he balled out. I I grabbed him, and people made fun of me too in this first, league. He was a first round pick. How did you get him? I, I I don't I don't know I got him. <laughs> wow. Okay. I I I got him though. I didn't. I got him. I didn't realize that you had Elaire. Are you talking Sa Sammy Watkins? 
No, I had Sammy Watkins. Hold on, let me see. Hold on, I got multiple leagues. Oh, I didn't know you had multiple leagues. You have okay, multiple yeah. leagues? Two. I'm playing in two right now. I didn't know that. Okay, so yeah, you're right. So with so my it's job, the team that you didn't embarrass me on. Is true, you're, you're right. The one that I showed you is I don't have a lair. But the other league that I'm in, my team is called Kittle Me This. And Do you have George Kittle on your team? <laughs> of course I do. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I do have Edwards Alaire. And he got me good 19.8 points. What'd you think? What'd you think watching? I love the way he runs. I'm I I'm in that again, it's week one, so I'm not gonna, you know, put all my eggs in one basket. But as a rookie and as your first game in the NFL and you put up 135 rushing yards on 25 carries and a touchdown, you, you as a coach, you can't ask for anything else. You literally go to this player after the game or even in the film room and be like, if you just do that or even a little less and just give me a hundred yards. You, you, you're he's golden. He's, he's golden, which, yeah, but just like you said, the Texans defense didn't really put up a great showing as they're, you know, as they usually do sometimes. Uh, I think JJ was kind of non-existent um, for a bit um, this game. He had a few good plays, but I'm excited. I love the way he runs. It kind of reminds me of like a Maurice Jones drew. Type of oh, runner. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Really kind of low, low center gravity, shifty. Um, can kind of run around you, but also run through you if he needs to. Um, I'm excited for this player. Interesting. I really am. Really excited. He, so he, you I'm, know, he's the rookie running back that everybody was talking about when Damian Williams opted out. But mm, um, that's right. That basically opened the starting role for Elaire there, but. I had Sammy Watkins on the bench. I forgot to put him in. Oh man, that hurts because everybody's making fun of you for that pick too. And you they could have been, you could have shown him. Ah, he see? had 18, 18 points. You should try on the bench. Touche. So yeah, everyone was like, I don't know about that pick. And I'm like, you guys just don't know. This is the Chiefs' offense. The, everybody's the, playing. The thing is, <laughs> he's so you know Hill, Elair. And um, Watkins, Kelsey, Kelsey, they're, Kelsey. they're the three that you st- are must starts. And then you have Watkins, you have Robinson, you have Nicole Hardman. Mm-hmm. One right. of those three every week is going to be worth a start. Yep. The question is, who is the one? I think it's so, going to be Watkins. It, he might be more often than not, but Robinson's good too. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, they got they got three more receivers there that. And that's what I was trying to tell the, the the this this league that I'm in when they were making fun of me for that Watkins pick, and I was like, "You guys, I mean, this offense, anybody, everybody plays, everybody gets their time." I'm like, "They're gonna, that's just the type of offense that they run, where it's just like you said, you got those three that are gonna be in no matter what, but then it's that fourth spot, everybody's gonna get a rotation." <laughs> so, so I know, I'm 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 really starting to like fantasy football. Interesting. That's interesting yeah. to hear you say that. So, I'm glad. So, are, is, are you are you in a league? I'm in four. <laughs> is there any? Oh yeah, um, that's right. Is there any like rookie running backs that you're kind of watching to see how they do? I mean, obviously Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. Right. It'll be inter- it'll be inter- interesting to see how much run he gets. 
compared to Marlon Mack because mm-hmm. Marlon Mack has produced. Um, they've really liked Taylor, obviously Taylor, but his fumbling issues. Right. Let's see if maybe, maybe a, another coach is able to show him something. You know, Amon Green famously had fumbling issues till he uh, had the coach that showed him how to hold the ball or whatever. Right. Yep. Same for. Uh, did you say uh, Tiki? No, I didn't say Tiki, but that's another mm, really good one. Mm-hmm. Same for Tiki. Um, yeah, I do. Obviously, yeah. Um, I was excited to watch Edwards Alaire, of course. He, 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 like I said, he was the top, the top dog, and he did what most people expected for him to do. Um, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, because he's a, he's a badger. Um, I know him. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with the Colts. Um, but uh, J.K. Dobbins, yeah. Okay. Okay. Jackie Dobbins. Yeah, I've, yeah. I want to see. I him. drafted I see him almost everywhere. Yeah, I want to see what he's going to do with the Ravens. Um, I, I think they. I think, you know. So whenever Thomas Hammock, who was my running back coach in at Wisconsin, he was the running back coach there in Baltimore when they had um, Forsett, and Forsett, um, his game kind of, you know, took off. Um, under, uh, you know, being coached by, you know, uh, Thomas Hammock, who's a great, great running back coach, who's now the head coach for the uh, Huskies. NC uh, NIU. State, right? Or NIU? Uh, no, NIU. Yep. NIU, okay. NIU. Yep. NIU. But um, what I'm getting at is I don't know who the running back coach is there right now. I'm not too familiar with the Ravens staff, but obviously we know what J.K. Dobbins is capable of doing. So I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do and who do the Ravens have the Browns. Yeah. And it's Mark Ingram is there too. And Ingram Ingram had a good year last year. So it'll be very interesting because he's, everybody loves Ingram in that locker Mm -hmm. room from what, uh, you know, kind of what the reporters are hearing around there. So it'll be interesting to see, what happens if Dobbins kind of takes off and they still feed Ingram and, you know, you could have two running backs that are um, good starts, kind of like uh, Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard were for the mm. Bengals back in the day. Gio. I, I'm i surprised Mark Ingram's still playing, man. Gosh, he's playing and him. producing. Good for him. Uh, that That's good for him, man. Good for him, but yeah, man. I think it's it's a time right now in football where it's I'm I'm loving these contracts. My God, I'm loving it. Ugh. Uh Kamara. Yeah, Kamara and Dalvin Cook. Jeez. Yeah, uh, Cooks was what sixty five mil, and I think Kamara's was seventy five mil. Yeah. Man, that's some money right there. That's fifteen mil a year. I think it is for Kamara. That's a that's a good payday for a running back in in a, in a passing league. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So that's that's awesome. That is awesome to see. We we've been you know as running backs, and I still you know call myself a running back, a fat one now, but still a running back. <laughs> but we've been fighting for the, to see this for a while, man. Running backs starting to get there slowly but surely, but starting to get some appreciation, huh? Yeah, I you know I texted you as soon as the um, Kamara deal got done because I saw the numbers and it's like oh wow, that's uh, 
that technical. Yeah, I didn't even see it yet until you texted me. I was like, wait, what? And I checked it out, and I was like, my gosh. Good for him. Fifteen. I think it was a $15 million signing bonus. Right? Oh, it was more than that. Well, it was more guaranteed money. Uh, okay. I think, yeah, it was a 15. Mill signing bonus, 15 mil a year for seventy for five years. Saquon Barkley is going to get like a $150 million contract. What year is he on on this contract? Uh, well, this is third year in the league, so year three so, of five. But uh, I have a feeling that the Giants are not going to pay him. I could see it. I think he's going to move on, so I don't know if he – he, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what changes with um, roles because right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get paid like that. No, nah, he'll probably end up going to New England. <laughs> New England's not going to pay him. They don't do that in New England. You You watch. They'll do it because Cam will be on a team-friendly deal. And they'll be like, we got one more run with Cam. What do you mean? But they have to pay Cam, though. Cam's on a one year. Yeah, but they'll, they'll just keep signing him to these team-friendly deals. Like oh. Cam's, they'll be like, think of the endorsements you can get in the Boston area. And then Cam will sign for pretty much all guaranteed money. And it'll be like, just build a team around me. Just like Brady did. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know. I can't see I can't see Belichick or that team signing the check for Saquon. Saquon's gonna want a lot, especially with Kamara's it'll be, deal. It'll be Elway. Deal. He'll be a Bronco. I don't see that either. Elway doesn't do that with running he just backs. Did. I mean uh, we're we're talking sixty five, seventy five million that we're talking Saquon Barkley. He's gonna be up there with those with with Cook and 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 Kamara. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be the you know, Mel- Yeah, I mean nothing against Melvin, but you know Melvin's on a uh, Melvin's making what nine mil I think or eight mil, maybe less than that actually. I think it's four. Remember when the like remember when the Chargers offered him ten million a year and he told them to take mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah, I kind of man, you know, hey, you know it, it's it's he had his reasons. I would have taken the contract, of course, but hey, but I'm not. You know, he has his reasons. Like, just like we said it early on in this in this uh, podcast, you don't know what someone's going through or what you know. So hey, he had his reasons. I, I still think he should have taken it, but he saw something else. Um, so that's why I think I don't know. I'm trying to. If we stay with the Saquon's not going to be a giant, which I can kind of, which I can kind of see that I agree with you there. I see him going to the Steelers. I do. They just got James Conner. Steelers Steelers is that team that'll whip out that contract, whip out that check. Who are they paying big money to over there? Besides Juju, Juju is he even big money? No, he's still on a rookie deal. Yeah. Um and Brothers They just signed Conner to a new contract. Uh let me see. I know they did. Um I mean, Big Ben, their defensive side of the ball is where all their money is. Yeah, James Conner, he only signed up a four-year 
$3.1 million contract. $706,000 signing bonus. 706000 guaranteed. Deal. Is that the rookie one? That's got to be his rookie deal. Ah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That was 2017. You were right. Oh, I thought that they signed up to an extension. I guess not. Nope, that's the only contract. Huh. So they got, they got, they got, they got some some salary cap space over there. In a couple of years from now, maybe but who knows? Who knows? I love, I love that conversation. I, I agree with you. I do not see Saquon continuing with the Giants. I think he's gonna want to. I think he's gonna force the issue of getting out. That time, that team is dead. My franchise is dead right now. I don't know. I think they're gonna surprise you this year. No, I don't see it. I just. I think they're going to surprise you. We'll see. I don't see it. I do not see it. I mean, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fun to see who who you got for a big performer today. Big performer today. Um Oh. Oh, let me check my fantasy team. Big performer today. Let me see. 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 Because uh, I, I think I already know who I already know who I'm picking. Oh, oh yeah. I already got it. Okay. Russell Wilson. Russell. Against the Falcons? Falcons. Mm-hmm. All right. I, and, it, and it's a, and it's a, they got to play at Atlanta. So who knows? Hey, hold on one second, RJ. Yep. Let's take, let's take a break right I have to go with Russell Wilson, my pick. My pick today. My performer, biggest performer today, Russell Wilson, at Atlanta. Interesting, interesting, interesting. You? I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go someone who not a lot of people are looking at right now, who, uh, you know, I think is a little bit forgotten. And... I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders. Whoa. For the New Orleans Saints. Whoa. I can see Sanders having, you know, uh, eight to 10 catches. I don't know if he'll get to 100 yards, but I think he's going to have one, possibly two touchdowns today. I can see it. Who they playing the Bucks? Yeah. Buccaneers? I think the Saints it, are going to hang a it, crooked number up there. Is it in Tampa? Uh, I believe it's in the Superdome. Uh, it is. It is in the Superdome. Okay. That's not a best note. That's not bad. That's not bad. I kind of went with a That's all right. easy pick. That's all right. <laughs> not, every, not everybody can hang, you know? <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders. Do you have him on the, any of your teams? I do not. Hmm. I was thinking about picking him, but I just oh now just now don't. oh I I was thinking about it. Oh. I was, of course, I was. I mean, I, I've I've played with him. I watched his work ethic. I I know he's a go getter, but I just don't know how. I just I don't know that offense is God dang that offense is dangerous. Yeah, yes, it is. Breeze, Kamara, Sanders, Thomas. <laughs> I mean, God, and then. Uh... <laughs> Gosh darn it! Who's their tight end? He used to play for the Packers. Oh, oh the tall, tall dude. Who? Yes. Uh, oh God! It's um, it's hurting my heart. I don't know it. Oh my God! It's gonna. 
Uh, Jimmy Graham. No. Oh no, he's with the Bears. That's right. Oh my goodness, I'm. Yeah, he's with the Bears. Yeah, Jimmy is gone. Jared oh, Cook. Yep, Jared Cook. Yep. Jared Cook. Their team is that offense is. Ooh. I feel like this is going to be, despite obviously all the, everything with COVID and the season, there's going to be a season if there's not and players opting out and all this jazz. I feel like this is going to be a good year of football. I think it's going to be an entertaining year. I don't know if it's yeah. going to be a good year. <laughs> so do you think all the games now – because not all of them are going to be. Do you think most of the games are going to be higher scoring than usual? No, I don't. I think the Texans. I think the Texans and Chiefs game is. I think that's an anomaly. Okay. Just because I think just with that offense, uh, which is like you said, it was still a. Uh, it wasn't their best performance, but they still put up thirty four. So that offense, no matter I mean, what, is going to average thirty points a game. It was the same starters from last year, except for Elaire. So. Right. But I think it's going to be, I think for the first three or four weeks, we're going to probably see some low scoring games just because these offenses are probably haven't clicked yet. And these defenses, I think, are going to thrive early on. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to thrive early on. What What do you think? uh, One thing, I think you'll see teams that were mostly together last year having a big advantage like teams in the same system that true don't have true. A, a lot of new parts so you know i think that i think the giants are going to surprise some people and upset the Steelers. Oh, stop it listen it's monday night game <laughs> this could be a take that ages poorly but for the giants to be tougher than what you think um Oh, okay, you're right. I mean, that the quarterback, what's his name? Um, Daniel Jones. That's right. He he actually is he played played okay. Here's uh, my fear. He came he filled in and actually didn't do poorly. He had some really good games last year and obviously we know Saquon. Who else do they have? Sterling Shepard, Golden Sterling. Tate, uh nah. Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sold on those players. I mean, they're good. They're they're, you know, they can score, but they just I don't their know. Their defense I'll, is I'll, bad. Their defense yeah. is going to be. Bad. Yeah. No, I'll let you continue with your hot take, though. I'm. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm. I'm not really a fan either way, but. I just, you know, some the way that they played the Packers last year, the way they finished this season. Stop it. Year, everybody's together, <laughs> like they're healthy. You know, Stop we're gonna, we're going to we're going to come back next week and you're going to be like, "How did you know? How did you know?" But no. You know, the Steelers are you know, with Ben back, they have a chance to be really good too. So, yeah, I'm not sold on Ben though. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, he's. Well, let me take that back. Let me say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that back. 
I, I, I'll agree with you on that. Actually, it's it's still been it's still been. Okay, yeah, it's gonna be exciting, man. You still you you have yet to give us. Who are you looking for in the running back position? Oh, um, well, because I kind of have them everywhere. Because I kind of have them everywhere. It was Dobbins, but uh, right. here's another one: Antonio Gibson. I'm I'm interested to see okay. what the hype is all about. He's like a running back wide receiver hybrid coming out of mm-hmm. college from Memphis. Um, he plays for Washington. Uh, yep. It'll be interesting to see what Washington has on offense with all these young players that they they have. But, you know, they cut Adrian Peterson. Bryce Love, they say, is going to be used quite a bit. Um, yeah, we'll see. He could be a lot of fun. He could, he could end up being the next, you know, Alvin Kamara type of a player. Like dangerous receiving as he is running so exactly um yeah that'd be i and i honestly i have gibson like everywhere so i would be ecstatic if he ends up living up to the hype but you just you know i'm excited to watch he's not a rookie but i'm excited to watch him um can drake see see if last year was for real Uh uh-huh i'm excited to watch him i think he did well last year i mean the cardinals sucked but you know I feel like he he's a threat, and I feel like he, he's he's a dang good running back. <laughs> It'll be really interesting to see the growth from Kyler Murray. Like I'm interested to see that. Like, is he what everyone was hyped, or is he Baker Mayfield? Mm-hmm. There's another quarterback that'd be interesting to see, but I don't I right. don't see it. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't think. <laughs> Baker takes it as serious as no. I don't see it in Baker. That's what we said when he got drafted, and then he had an okay rookie year, and then it was just like, bleh, last year, bleh. But it, I mean, that was from the whole offense, except for Drivers That's Landry. True. Right. So yeah, I think Kyler. I think Kyler is different. I think he. It's weird too, because it's like I obviously I think Baker takes it serious, but like it's. It's it's like he But there's a level of seriousness you have to take it to. Yeah. As a quarterback in the NFL. Like you you right. can kind of see it like Jay Cutler. You know, look at all that talent. Like you could tell Jay Cutler cared, you could tell Jay Cutler wanted to win, but he was never elite because that extra edge he didn't well unlock yeah. or attain. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's, it's that like killer focus. It just takes a quarterback like like Russell's focus, Brady's focus, which those you know those are elite quarterbacks. But those you know that I know I, I see what you're saying. There's just that that level well, of even like leadership, like Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson kind of had it mm. to a level. Like they they weren't elite players by any means. They both yep. won Super Bowls, but um, you know, they needed more talent around them because they weren't the most talented players on their team. Right. But because they, you know, prepared so well, they would put their teams in positions to to not lose, and sometimes that's what you have to do. Whereas people with a lot of talent, they just rely on it, and they'll not put their teams in the best position to win. Absolutely. 
I mean, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, I, I hate to say this because I'm a huge fan, and looking back at the highlights, you know, I forget how much fun it was watching him. But uh, Brett Favre sometimes would not give his team a chance to win in the playoffs. Thinking about that Philadelphia game, he just turned around, chucked the ball 50 yards in the air, ends up being an interception, basically a punt. Uh, <laughs> the NFC Championship game against the Giants where he hit the cornerback and the numbers from their own 20, first play of overtime. Like, Jeez. it just, you know, those may not have been his fault, but at the same time, it just seemed like uh, yeah, relying on sheer talent in this world doesn't get you as far as it used to doesn't no because everyone's talented in the league obviously if they're in the league everyone's talented everyone's fast everyone's strong um but that's even to another level now like mm. uh, i don't know what it is i don't know it just seems like if it's like the training that kids get at the grade school and high school levels now or like you know college teams are just preparing players better for the you NFL, but it, it just it just feels like you know you could ha- you could have these players at these positions that it, it was all about their talent they were just more talented than everybody and you could tell and it doesn't feel like nowadays that that's enough it's not Jameis i think there's Winston. one oh gosh Jeez, you know what I think about too? Because I, th- I think those, are, I think that's a really dang good point. Um, I think one side we may be missing too is, um, now this is a maybe a weird take on it, but I, I feel like, based off what you're saying about like you know, it, it's you can't just come in with talent anymore. I think it, a lot of it plays. Um, well, one aspect that we're missing is like what system you fall into. Um, one thing that I like what the Patriots do. And I really honestly think that this is why they are the dynasty that they are is because they go for players and they bring these no name players on. Obviously they have some big names as well, but these no name players on and they tell them, you know, we're not going to have you play outside your shoes, do what you've been doing, do what you're good at. And we will fit you in this offense. I feel like with other places, I feel like these teams try to maybe change the way a player is used to playing to fit their mold, fit their playbook, fit the offensive coordinator's scheme of things. When in reality, it's like, how about we just play off of his talents, like fit his talents into this offense rather than fit this offense or make him like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm explaining they, it poorly, but <laughs> it's like saying that they <laughs> adapt their system to their talent and yes. don't adapt the talent to the system, which Period. is, yes, which is what I had such problems with when it came to Dom capers and the Packers defense for so long, yep. because he refused to adapt with mm-hmm. what his, the skill sets of the defense were. That's why I like Mike Patton, even though the defense kind of struggled at times the past two years, like you can only do so much with your system at a certain point, players have to make plays, but you can put your players in the best position to make those plays. And that's what the Patriots have done. You just look look at their (laughs) in-game adjustments. No team in the history of the NFL has right. adjusted in game better than the Patriots, and nope, you are completely correct. That's why they are the dynasty that they are. 
because yeah. they don't have the hubris to say, I'm smarter than everybody else, so we're just going to run my system and nobody will figure it out. They understand everybody figures it out, so they're willing to experiment and run new things. And every freaking year, they're really, really, <laughs> they figure it out. They figure it out somewhere every year. It's unbelievable. That's why they're going to figure it out this year. They are. Every year, man. And they got Cam Newton on a team-friendly deal. Like a million dollars a year, that's it. It's like, what? That's it. How? I don't know how they did it. I get, Cam wants a ring. Dude. That's really what that says. Dude. Cam wants a ring. Well, he wanted a starting job. Mm, that too. But right. <laughs> right. I think oh. but yeah, that that's that's my point on all of that. And and I think it's that's probably why Rogers and McCarthy really didn't get along. Is I don't know, you know it better yeah. than I do, but it, my whole take is like adapt the offense change the offense for the player don't try to change the player for the offense i feel like i don't know and it may not may not be a good example using the packers but no it's a great example because you look at what they did when rogers got hurt those two years nothing Mm. they ran the same exact (laughs) offense like exactly the same and they did nothing exactly that's 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 why i you know, I feel like there's other teams that do this, but obviously we're talking if we're gonna talk about the one team that does it the best, it's obviously the Patriots. He like when he had Danny Woodhead. We're talking a player from a third uh division three school who no one has ever heard about. I think he came from Shadron State or something like that. Yeah. And and uh I I only know that because my trainer back in St. Louis went to that same college but but uh a guy came from nowhere and they literally adapted the offense around him they adapted the offense around edelman they're like oh wait you also were a quarterback in college so we're gonna have some trick plays with you throwing the football <laughs> or like we you know what i'm saying like they 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 just know how to do it they, they're not expecting like james white james white is a prime example james white was never a downhill bruiser off tackle running back. He did not do that in college here at Wisconsin. So they take James and they pretty much say, do exactly what you've been doing. We'll adapt the offense around you. We'll mold the offense around your style of play. This dude gets like, this dude maybe maybe gets 50 carries a year. Maybe. And that might be on the high end. Yep. But on the passing downs, he's in there. He's always productive. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's averaging like he should have been Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that's a prime example of a team saying, okay, we have a smaller running back, very shifty. Yeah, he can, he still can run you over, but he's mainly gonna run around you, and and but he's you know he's not one who's gonna move the sticks. So let's so let's utilize his talents. Let's get him the ball in open space and tell him just to do what you do best. Make people miss and just run. <laughs> Catch the ball and run. And that's just a prime example right there of why the Patriots are the Patriots. So, Yeah, I mean, you just look at what they did, how they completely changed their offense. And this was a long time ago, but when they traded for Randy Moss, like they ended mm. up getting Dante Stallworth that a lot of people forget about, but was amazing for that team. And, you know, they turn into 
down the field, take the deep shot constantly. Um, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But this is just examples of honestly, if you want to be a good coach, if you want to honestly be a good mentor for young people, let's, let's say even, even like high school, grade school, like you're going to coach your kids, pop Warner team. Don't go in knowing what you're going to do mm. for like a scheme or whatever. I mean, you know, right. teach them the basics, teach them everything you need to, but like, don't be like, no, we have to do it this way. It's like, right. Have some fun. Just, and then at that level, please, please don't make it all about winning. Don't, don't make it all about, you know, who has the most stats. Don't make it about right. this is life. Like, um, you know, kids yeah there's more important things in the world um and kids don't need to live and die and value their lives on what happens on a a court or on a field or exactly um you know that's just something that we as a as a culture we kind of teach to our young kids that i myself fell into and that was I don't know if I was so much taught, but that's what I took up and nobody really steered me away from that. So, yeah, now that's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I, I say that all the time and I'll continue to say it in my honest opinion. I believe that at that age, um, you know, playing youth football and all that stuff in all honesty, I, I believe and it maybe even a little higher too. We can even maybe talk about college too. Obviously, you do not want to lose. You're playing to win. But in all honesty, I believe that losing is just as important as winning or maybe even more important. Yeah. It's good to lose. It, it is really good to lose. It's good to sometimes. face adversity when you're young so you can learn how to mm-hmm. deal with it. It's really good to lose when 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 you're young and when you're figuring the game out or figuring out where you fit in the game. Or It's, it's, it's so good of bouncing back. How are you going to bounce back? That is, that is the true nature, true character of an athlete period. And that is what you take off the field into your workplace, into your family, et cetera. So, well, you know, and and the culture that you as a coach bring to it too. Like, yeah, it's, you know, you're, it's more about giving these kids something that's fun to do and not about how you look at the end of the day. Like, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I just made that comment about give them a little bit of adversity, but you know, there's kids that face way too much adversity and that negatively impacts their, you know, mental health. So to, for me to flippantly throw that out there, like, that was probably probably not the best thing, but oh, we know um, what you meant though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still, good. Though. I wanted to say I it just so that like I, you know, there's there's definitely more important things out there than sports. Although everybody Absolutely. needs their escape, their mental health, their their restart. You know, their refresh. Uh, you know, one one I used to be a huge, 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 huge fan. Um, in every sense of the word, fan. And like, mm. did not care about that a player was a person. Did not care at all about anything else but you know the W. Well, 
you know, since since I started dating your sister, mm-hmm. met you like completely. Honestly, in about a month, it completely changed how I looked at sports. Period. I'm not the diehard I once was. It's still fun to be a part of you know the fandom. It's still fun to root. It's still, of course, I still get emotional about it, but it doesn't ruin my day when right. any team I follow loses. Like, you know, I got these two beautiful kids that are running around smiling and laughing. And, um, you know, the, the youngest one was upset this morning cause I had to change the, the oldest one. Um, he went to bed <laughs> last night and the oldest one's saying they're naked in the bathroom and the, the youngest is crying and he goes, it's okay. It's okay. Come here. I'll give you a hug. Come here. It's okay. And it, the younger one kind of leans his head into his older brother's chest and then he stops crying and they share toys and see, it's fun. See? And yeah, that's what it's, it's all about fun. right there. That's you know, what it's all I don't about. want them to fall into the same traps that I fell into. And, uh, mm. you know, that's what sometimes I get um, a little too much in the, uh, they don't need anything material. Like, uh, you know, I want to teach them, give them the knowledge that I wasn't given mm-hmm. um, at a young age. But at the same time, you got to let kids be kids. And they're uh, kids. Yeah. It makes you, yeah, it makes you really know what what it's all about, making this world a Indeed. better place. Indeed. Indeed. So let's, I want to, I want to. I want to f- finish this thing off with um, prediction. I-, I love I love how we do. <laughs> I love how we do the. You know who you think is going to be biggest performer? Now I want to do who do you think is going to be the, like the biggest like tandem today? Biggest performing tandem, like quarterback receiver or okay. quarterback okay. running back, quarterback tight end, or maybe tight end receive you know what i'm saying interesting or maybe a linebacker safety like who 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 you got like two of them like a like a tandem i'll go first i mine's easy russell wilson and dk metcalf yep i think they're gonna be like russell's gonna ball out be my biggest performer but it's gonna be because of dk catching the football for him (laughs) huh i'm gonna go and this is one that we haven't really talked about, but I'm going to go Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. <laughs> so Okay, okay. I mean, play, it's not terrible, they but like... They have a really bad defense. <laughs> Carson Wentz has kind of heard, you know, that he's injury prone. He hasn't really been performing. Uh, the top two receivers for the Eagles are mm-hmm. banged up. Alshon Jeffrey's not playing. Jalen Rager a rookie out of TCU basically was out all of camp with a injury. He sounds like he's going to play, but then you have Deshaun Jackson and Zach Ertz and Zach Ertz. I, I think Ertz has heard, you know, he's kind of fallen among the tight ends. You know, he's Mm -hmm. not George Kittle. He's not Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah, I just, I think that, you know what? I'm gonna go. It's a it's a bad defense. I think the Eagles are gonna score. Their starting running back is also out. Going Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. I just never, when it comes to the Eagles, it's just always a toss up, ain't it? At least for me, it's like, gosh, they 
They usually always have the fastest players, always have the most spread style offense ever, but they just never know which team's going to show up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. That, that is very true. And there's another coach that will adapt kind of what he does to his players in Doug Peterson. And, you know, another one is the Colts. Um, I'm just throwing really also not. I'm throwing this out there. Just revelation. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, Frank Reich for the, for the Colts. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The, you know, when he had Andrew Luck and then when he had Jacoby Brissett, there were two different offenses and they were both. That's right. That's right. They were both perfectly adequate. So Mm -hmm. that's right. I forgot all about that. There's one. That is right. Philip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton. Well, I'm going to stick with Wentz and uh, Ertz, but I'm going deeper than you. I'm not taking these layups. You're taking all these layups. And I, am taking, I am taking deep. a layup. Okay. Um, all right. If I didn't take a layup. Okay. okay let yeah. me. Let's go with Let's go with your sleepers. What's What's the sleepers my, that you like? Okay. I like that. I like that. Let me. So I'm looking at my, my fantasy leagues because I did, I did pick up some sleepers that I got laughed at about. And let me. So I was gonna. I was actually league. thinking about saying Rogers and Devontae, but uh, the reason I didn't do that is a, it's too obvious. B, <laughs> uh, I wanted to go with something a little, little deeper. I wanted to, yeah. By the way, so everybody knows, like I listen to Fantasy Focus Football every day. Uh, it's ESPN's Fantasy Podcast with Matthew Barry, Field Yates, Stephanie Bell. It is fun. It'll make you laugh. Uh, it'll make you a smarter football fan too. And um, yeah, that's just a lot of my football opinions and like what I've heard comes kind of from that. And then ESPN radio and stuff. Like I don't know anybody. I don't really know of a sleeper. Like I don't really have a. I mean, if I had to really okay, if I had to pick a sleeper, I, I still not like as much of a sleeper, but. But I'm I, I, I. There's not a lot of talk about. There hasn't been much talk, or at least I have. Um, I probably missed it. But I, Keenan Allen didn't he just get paid too? Yeah, that's a yeah yeah he did. Didn't he just get paid? I'm, yep. I'm gonna go with him. A lot I'm of go people with him. are very go down on Keenan Allen. They are, aren't and they? I which is weird. All over the place in fantasy because I'm like he's a the talent is there. The problem yeah, oh, with him sure. has been injuries, but he's been healthy the past couple of years. And last year was just – it was a bad year out in L.A. Like, who, Who's even the quarterback for the Chargers? Tyrod Taylor. Oh, that's right. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, that's Okay, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay, my sleeper, Keenan Allen. They got, they're at the Bengals today. That's my sleeper. And like I said, it's not so, like a real, real sleeper, but like it's – it's but he's that kind of been swept under the rug. Yeah. 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 Who do you got? Oh, boy. Um, I wasn't even really looking. Uh, thinking about it. Sleeper, sleeper, sleeper. Somebody, people should keep it high on. You know what? I'm going to do it. Here we go. This is. <laughs> uh oh. Here we go. <laughs> this is a deep name to remember if you do fantasy football. All right, I drafted him all over the place uh, because, honestly, I'm face-focused. Everybody loved him. But I did remember what he did last year before he got hurt. Preston Williams, wide receiver, 
for the Miami Dolphins. Get out of Dude town. Balled out last year before he got hurt. And Stefan Gilmore is going to be on Devontae Parker. They're going to have to throw to keep up with the Patriots. They're, you know, the Dolphins are in it to win it this year. Uh, yeah, I think that I think Preston Williams is going to be the one to watch in that game. Colorado State boy. All right. All right. What game are you most excited to watch? Uh, I'm excited to watch the Packers. I am. I am. Um, I'm excited to watch the Packers in the uh, in the Bucks. Obviously, the Buccaneers. I want to see Brady in the new uniform. Yeah, you know that that's yep. that's history. You know, um, but obviously, obviously, those two games and um, and the Broncos tomorrow on Monday. Um, I'm not too thrilled, even though being a Broncos fan, it's crazy too. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I'm not like extremely thrilled about watching the Broncos because I just know like we're not gonna be able to stop Derrick Henry and that offensive line. I'm. It's not gonna happen. I'm very nervous about the Packers Vikings. I just I don't know what to take from the Packers this year. I mean, it's a second year in an offense. Rodgers is gonna be sharper because it's a second year. It's a, you know, it was the last year was the first time in his entire career that he had to change to a new system. Like, mm. you know, that's what people forget about. And a lot of people are dogging him, which is awesome as a fan, because he's, when he's pissed, there's nobody oh, yeah. nobody in the history of the NFL. That's uh, better when they're pissed as Aaron Rodgers. Like, honestly, Tom, Tom Brady, uh, I'm telling you right now, there is nobody. Better <laughs> what? A pissed off Tom Brady is very, very good. But pissed <laughs> off Tom Brady won all those Super Bowls. That defense did. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Okay. I, I I can agree with you on that. So Aaron Rodgers, a pissed off Aaron Rodgers, has dragged teams to the NFC Championship game and had them within one drive of going to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. The pissed off Kurt Warner was pretty good. That is true. That is true. But I'm I'm still gonna say it. Nobody. All right. A pissed off Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is better than a pissed off any any other quarterback in the history of the NFL. Okay, okay. I mean, I got my money on the Packers too. I I, I am in this pool. Like, I'm just. And they laughed at me. The, the Vikings the are talented. The Vikings took that freaking receiver Justin Jefferson that I really wanted the Packers to possibly get, and when all the receivers were falling, I was kind of excited. And then the Packers happened. Um, the Packers pooped the bed. <laughs> they did something. So I'm very I'm very nervous as a fan about this game. That's a very important game, I'll tell you that. It's the first game of the year. It's not that important. <laughs> it's the Vikings. It's a division game. I know. That makes it it's a very important somewhat, game. <laughs> somewhat important, but also it's the first game of the year. It's all right. I, what whatever happened to I thought that they were going to do the t- first two games of the season are going to be out of conference. Well, where did they, I hear that from? They changed it up so that the first game and the last games of the year were rivalry games. See, I thought they were going to be first two were going to be out of conference because they, you know, treat those as like preseason games. Basically, every first game this year is a division rival, except for like it is. four games. The Texans and the Chiefs is a conference rival. Well, in a sense, I mean, they're the same conference. Right. But, but so you have the Steelers, Giants, Titans, Broncos, 
Cowboys, Rams, Chargers, Bengals, Raiders, Panthers. Like otherwise, that's it. They're they're all oh Seahawks, Falcons. Like for the most part, I would say three quarters of the league probably playing division rivals. Maybe only half, but yeah, like just coming just just coming out the gate hot. That's what that's what they want. You know what? I'm kind of excited because there's so many young players playing. I'm kind of excited to see the Eagles in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Browns Ravens. I would like to see the Browns offense finally get their feet under them a little bit, and I want to see what Baltimore can do in their second year in this system. You know, because they completely that there's a coach, John Harbaugh, who changes all the time, changes up what he does. Um, right. And he just seems like he has the right mentality for a coach too. Right. Like everybody will run through the wall for him. Seems like just a genuine nice man. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm saying. Well, it's going right to be now. so. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Thinking, it's going to be exciting. I was thinking about it last night, too, by the way, with fan, uh, this fantasy. You, you know what DraftKings mm-hmm. is? I do. Yeah. Okay, so yep. we could make a, a free fantasy league on DraftKings. Um, obviously, it'd probably be starting next week, but I'll start it this week, and we'll tweet it out and stuff, and if people want to join, that'd be, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. You, yeah. you know, we could just, just for fun, kind of, what's going on kind of a thing. Maybe, maybe next year we could do some, maybe like on Thanksgiving or something, we'll do like 20 bucks when it gets like 20 bucks or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's, I think that'd be kind of fun to do too, you know, Google along with, I think so too. Streaming. And then we can do creating this community. That's just all about growth. Like got to have fun in order to grow. Right. Yes, sir. I think we could do the same for March madness too. brackets. Yeah. Yeah. Do like, uh, uh, hopefully we have a March madness. Yeah, we uh, have have a bracket going. Everybody wearing um, last thing. <laughs> yeah, and then the last thing I kind of want to leave it with is just just super excited about football. Obviously, starting today, I'm glad we mentioned a bunch of stuff that we're excited to see. A couple tandems that we're looking forward to checking out. Some sleepers, etc. One thing I want to mention too is, um, you know, by there not being any preseason games, I'm interested to see how these new head coaches are going to be able to adapt. Um, or not adapt, yes. I would say how they're going to perform. Yes. That being, that being uh, the Panthers with Matt Ruley, I think is, is his name. And, and then we Drew got Rule. Joe Judge, yep, Joe Judge with the Giants. And then we got Ron Rivera with Washington Football Team. Then we got Kevin uh, Stefanski, Stefanski. I can never say that last name. Browns and obviously Mike McCarthy, Cowboys. No, it'll no, be, no preseason games. So it'll be really, <laughs> for me, it'll be interesting to see how McCarthy has grown since he left the Packers. Like there was a lot of concerning right. reports that came out. It wasn't just the relationship with him and Rogers. Like McCarthy legitimately was phoning it in. It was like, Oh, it's okay. Aaron's got it. Like legitimately <laughs> is basically kind of what happened and why there was, um, he's down know, there in the hot seat now. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll be in the hot seat quick. Yeah. It, he... <laughs> like, everything that you've seen, like when he was at, uh, was he NFL Network or I think it was NFL Network? Like he understood his shortcomings and like he was trying to grow. And um, 
I really wish that that person was in Green Bay because I really like McCarthy as a person, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it, by the way, when it comes to liking these people too, you just never know because you only get their public facing persona. But right, right. Uh, you know, you, if you were on a tour of Lambo, and we saw this actually with your family when they came out to visit my parents, we toured Lambo. Uh, McCarthy came out and was walking like from uh, a room down the tunnel where they take you. And he stopped and came back so people could get pictures with him. Like he stopped nice. in the middle of his day to be like, "Oh, hey guys, you know, I'm glad you guys came out and stuff like that." So that's right. That's pretty awesome to see too. But yeah, nice. football's back. Kind of get some more normalcy. Get some. Yes. Take our minds out yes. of the world for a minute. Um, <laughs> Eat some food. Uh, hang with some family and friends. Watch some. Watch some sports. Cheer. Laugh. Don't forget to laugh. Get upset. It's supposed to be fun, <laughs> people. It's supposed to be fun. It is. It is. Let's have some fun. It is. Final question. Final question. Okay. Final question. Okay. This Because this is a big one. Final question. Then we can end it right here because this is the, the million-dollar question. What's the pack? Who do you think has... Go for it. <laughs> Who do you think has the most pressure to win? Most pressure to succeed? Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? <laughs> It's a million dollar question. It's Brady. It's Brady. It's Brady because you don't say everybody said, you know, the argument was Brady's a system guy. Brady's great in that system. I don't know a lot of people. There were there were people who said it, but I don't know a ton of people that said, uh, you know, Bill is only winning because of Brady. Like, I mean, it was there. But it was more presented in like the chicken or the egg kind of a thing, and not necessarily uh, Bill needed Brady. So mm. I think it's I think it's Brady is under more pressure, and I think Brady knows that he's under more pressure. Right. I just wanted that. I wanted uh, your take on that question, just because I I agree. I agree. I agree with you. I think it's Brady has more pressure um, because of exactly what you said. Everyone says that he got all those rings because of the system, because of Belichick. But I th- yeah. I you know yeah. it's, I don't know how big Belichick's ego really is. It's, uh, from when I was there, obviously for the... he has an ego because he's at this level. You have to have right. an ego to get to this level, but yeah, it it be it's going to be interesting to see. I think. Okay. Yeah, that was the that's the final question I kind of wanted to leave you with, and obviously our listeners as well. Who has the most pressure, Brady or Belichick? And Yep, here at Untap Keg, we both agree in that it's 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 Brady. It's Brady. Which is why I'm excited to watch the Buccaneers. Yep. Man, it's yes. Let's let's have some fun today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh well RJ, where can they find you at, man? Uh you find me on Twitter at it's trickster, uh I T Z the one the I in Trickster is a one. Um yeah, find us at untappedkeg.com, untappedkeg Facebook and Twitter. At anywhere we have been able to snag untapped keg so far. So it's untapped keg <laughs> everywhere. Uh, where can they find yes. you, Mons? You guys can find me on Twitter at MonteBall28, Instagram MonteBall. Obviously, the untapped pages that RJ just mentioned as well. Send us a message, send us comments, send us topics, send us. I mean, if you literally shoot us a topic, we will cover it. So uh, we're looking forward to reading some of these replies, uh, these requests, 
And um, thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today, because at least if we fail, we're trying. Have a great yes, week, indeed. everybody. Enjoy your football. Uh, let's laugh a little bit. Spread a little bit of levity to the world. So Let's go! Football Sunday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.